I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me back in Britain, Nate Langson. And me never left Ian Morris. I am staying for a while now. And sorry for last week's lack of a show, but um, I was, frankly, I was just completely shattered, too tired and asleep in America. So... That's why you didn't have Yes. One. You slept for some 12 hours, you told me. To begin with, yeah. And then I woke up for three hours and then I got tired again. So I went to sleep for another three hours, then got up for dinner, uh, stayed up for three hours, watched Mission Impossible 2, went to sleep, slept for another eight hours. So That's an interesting choice. Why did you watch Mission Impossible 2? One of the producers on my TV show, which I don't know if I mentioned that that's out now and you should all watch it. Um, he was saying how good the recent Mission Impossible films have been and how um, much he liked the stunts performed by Tom Cruise. And I thought, okay, I'll watch. But I'll I'll watch from the beginning. Oh, so you've just recently seen Mission Impossible 1, have you? And then 2. Mission Impossible 1 has David Phelan in. You know that, right? No. Didn't know that. It does have David Phelan in. He is the uh, conductor on the train. Ah, on the Eurostar. Did not know uh, that. Well, yeah. Friend of the He's- sort of show. Well, a friend of ours. Friend of ours, yeah. I didn't realise I mean, that. Probably, probably, yeah, he's been in loads of stuff, but uh, that's probably his most high-profile role. Well, we know a lot of famous people, don't we, Ian, between us? We could put together... At least three. Yeah, we could put together a little Eurovision ourselves. But let's not, because that's pointless. Um, thanks for supporting us, everybody. We're going to get into the news, um, because that is we assume why you are all here um, and we're going to start with some news that came to my rss feed via the guardian um guess this is not a repetition of guess the hole which is the show we play with our live listeners before the show starts in earnest uh, but it is a quiz guess who's yeah. going to let you book flights through their mobile app in the uk and i don't need to guess it's written right in front of me oh sorry yeah well it was a rhetorical guess was it it was a rhetorical question yes uh it's not tinder um they're not getting into the sex tourism business. No, Uber. Is it? Oh, yeah. You you can't even feign a guess because like you know, <laughs> it's written right. It's there. right in front of us. Yeah. In the, Sorry, carry in on. The script. Um, yes, according to the Guardian, that uh, Uber's going to start letting you book domestic and international flights in the main Uber app only if you're in the UK. So this is a rare example of something happening here first worldwide. It brings. The total forms of transport available to book via Uber in the UK to around umpteen. Uh, I didn't count them all, but <laughs> we've got what we've we got: cars, bicycle, electric bike, uh, electric scooter, boat, undersea train. Via I've the, been on the boat Eurostar. recently. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? We've got uh, Eurostar. Yes, rental car. You can get rental cars now. So if you want the Uber but without the driver, um, coach, bus, public transport, and now aeroplane uh, or of course if you'd rather recreate the travel experience without leaving your sofa uber has the delivery option to you know br- basically bring a mini bar uh, and the stomach upset to your home via uber eats and its grocery services which i think 
this kind of, if you take a step back, it kind of helps visualize what the company wants to do, which is move stuff, whether that's a, per- it, well, it, a person it, from it wants to... A to B uh, or A to the other side of the world or food from no, R, which you're is wrong. to say restaurant, that, to M. That's not Man. That's not what it's trying to do at all. Go on. It, stop it. Stop. It's trying to insert itself between customers and existing services. So Uber places Uber between, uh, li- you know, licensed taxis um, and consumers, and Uber Eats places Uber between a restaurant and my mouth, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's basically managed to carve out a niche whereby it simply connects one to other. I I, I don't know if you've got a dictionary near you, mate, but you might want to look up the word <laughs> facetious. Uh, yes. it's, it's just before the word git no i know what you mean and you are you're, <laughs> you are completely you are completely right um but you know what i mean it's like this is this seems to be what uber wants to do like it doesn't really want to be the, the car sort of service it wants to be well like, having having learned that it, it costs money to run services <laughs> yeah. and that that was not a win for it it's now decided to make money off not offering any services but offering other people's well that's the thing it isn't uber itself that's even doing the connective uh, tissue here because the travel agent hopper which i've never heard of but i like the name because it reminds me of frogs and i'm a big fan of frogs give it up for frogs um uh, is an online travel agent and so, so essentially uh uber's white labeling hopper's service and taking a commission from each sale um, which in a yeah. way is genius, and in another way, it's kind of like, well, where does this end? Like, I honestly think it won't be too long before we see uh, removal services by Uber. I've I've joked about childcare via Uber, but prove me wrong, England. Pet hotels <laughs> that will happen, parcel delivery, but in the sense of ri- rivaling Hermes or any of these other cheap and typically disappointing companies that eBay um, forces you to use, etc. Um, right, or am I wrong? Well, I mean, it sounds the evidence is is good for what you're saying. Thank you. Um, I when you when I read this story, my initial reaction to it was, oh, okay, yeah, that seems to make sense. I don't have a huge issue with that. Um, maybe Uber's on the way to becoming the app that elongated muskrat wants uh, Twitter to be the everything app. Maybe maybe Uber will be the everything app first. I could see them having payments on there. I, I mean, why not? I I think that's far too complicated. I don't think that's what. Really? I don't think that's what that um, love. Well, it fits with the business model of inserting themselves between something you want to buy and your credit card. <laughs> so, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, but I still Maybe think that they're Uber focused. Buy the train network. Adam McCauley says in in chat. Yes. Why not? That wouldn't be worse. Well, I did. I mean, it wouldn't be better, but... I did for a long time wonder if Uber and the train line would would get together, or even if one would buy the other. Well, train line couldn't buy Uber, but Uber could buy the train line. I don't know. Train line's a pretty big company. I mean, it probably couldn't buy Uber, it but is. it is a it, it pan-European thing, so, yeah. you know. Got a lot of time for train line, I have to say, as a company. I use it every time I travel. I don't know if that's cost-effective or not, but it's so much easier than horse facing around with the train platform machine i um, um yeah i used to know their ceo until she um left and now there's a new chap who is who is also lovely but uh, oh okay well that's good to know um, um I, I just mean i like i like the leadership at uh, at trainline they seem like nice people sure 
Um, and but you mentioned horses. Now that is one giant gaping gap, actually. <clears throat> yeah. Um, or hole. Uber horse in in Uber's product offering. Um, yeah, you're gonna need to be a bit careful there. Why? You can't. Well, because your constant desire to pluralize everything uh, or singularize everything mm-hmm. has led you to suggest a completely different app. Uber for Uber. How? But horse, horse. <laughs> I thought you said horse. I said Uber horse. <laughs> well, who's to say? Uh, well, exactly. And I mean, you know, maybe one day sex services could be delivered by Uber. Hang on, I joked about Tinder getting into the that business at the top of the show. Yeah. Is that what you meant? Uh, well, I mean. No, because oh. Tinder's not an app for... I, when I was at the Mirror, a company did uh, email me and say it had planned to launch an app that would connect people with sex services, mm-hmm. and they wanted to launch it on Valentine's Day, and of course it didn't happen. No. Because it's a it's a bit of a legal grey area. It's not technically illegal for you to connect one person to someone selling sex, um, I th- but it is a bit of a weird one. I don't... I don't know. I have a yeah. I think it's it's illegal to run a brothel, isn't it? But it's not exactly illegal to yeah. to charge for sex. Anyway, that's a bit uh, no, separate when, to the text mm, message uh, world. Sure, Charlotte yes, makes a good I'd, point. It makes sense as the sex workers could get home safely. That yeah, is I mean, actually a very good idea. But bundled services, why not? Um, Siri just spoke up. Oh. Um, I don't know why she's listening to. Go away. Cracking start to this show, I have to say. I mean, this has gone all over the place. It is. It is. You're right. It's an explosion. I think it of... was the overexcitement at Guess the Hole. Yes, it was a fantastic episode so far. Um, but Uber, Uber Horse would would um, would would use, I have to say. Uh, but would you... if so? A horse turns up at your house and you ride it somewhere. I don't even need the horse to turn up at the house. But if it was an option and and I could rent a horse. Or at least a horse and carriage, and I could like, travel around the city by horse. It's incredibly inefficient, but I'd, I'd probably pay the, the the premium. Do you know? I wouldn't I, say it should I've be their main uh, business. I mean, look, I'm a driver, right? We all know that. Mm. I like a car. Yeah. I've become increasingly frustrated both with the quality of Britain's roads, the traffic on Britain's roads and the people on Britain's roads. But what if we went back to horses? Like, what if I got to the station on a horse? I mean, it's not a long walk to the station. I want to be clear. It's only 15 minutes. But on a horse, that could be three, four, five minutes maybe. There's a a canal. I could hoon along the canal on my horse. Yeah. I mean, I'm sort of into this, if I'm honest. I'm in favour of it. I'm in favour. I don't. Of it. I have never ridden a horse, so I'm un- unsure if it would be something I'd be good at. I have. You um, should come and ride horses. I went riding with, w- with Marta once. I, I've, I have said I would like to do that, um, and I would. We, um, hmm. And also, her horses are delightful. Do you know what we should do? Both. We should do an extra message on horseback. That's a nice idea. I like it, isn't it? Well, if you are in favour of that, good. Let us know. We'll make it happen, people. If you're a fan of booking flights through Uber, also let us know your opinions. Either way, <laughs> hello at uktechshow.com. This will be out in the summer. Maybe we'll try it. Maybe we won't. That is our decision, and it's yours as well. 
Right, good news for our live chat who can get out their custom broadband router immediately. Uh, emoji. Sorry, did I say emoji? I didn't say emoji. Did I? Get your emojis out, guys. Uh, now. Yeah. Uh, that's right. It's a broadband story. Hurrah. Uh, today's news about tubes comes from ISP Review, which is reporting that City Fibre is switching the technology used to deliver internet to homes with a potential increase of speeds sort of uh, the new technology the new technology is called xgs pon which is an upgraded version of g pon sounds like a all K- great they sound like k-pop bands yeah absolutely uh which is how fiber to the premises is able to currently hit speeds of one gigabit per second uh xgs pon includes uh, improves on this by allowing speeds of up to 10 gigabits per second uh you might be surprised to learn that these ultra fast fiber installs uh still put you on a contended network which is to say that everyone maxing out their lines would mean that you wouldn't see the top speed uh but i think it seems sort of people don't seem to be complaining about that so it's presumably not an oversubscribed set of networks anyway the existing networks place 8 to 32 users on a line capable of 2.48 gigabits down and 1.24 gigabits per second up. Uh, and that's, so that's a fairly light contention ratio, given that both ADSL and cable use something like 50 to 1. Um, so will it mean increased speeds? Uh, yes, in theory, a company could probably sell you a 10 gigabits per second connection businesses for example could easily take it as a dedicated line at probably reduced costs home users i think are unlikely to want to cough up for it though because um it's going to be very it would be very expensive um but it will allow these fiber companies who are probably already operating on relatively slender margins to stay in business hurrah Mm. Uh, (laughs) customers uh, already using gpon are unlikely to be upgraded for some time though uh, and new installs will use the system but an engineer visit nate Mm. is necessary to upgrade those existing connections what do you think bud well i i I was interested in this because i mean a lot of these a lot of this terminology is new to me i don't actually know a lot of about that i couldn't tell you what a contention ratio is i don't really know what xgspon stands for all i know is that the headline started talking about 10 gigabits per second being rolled out on city fiber city fiber being one of the bigger of the smaller direct like fiber companies like gigaclear like hyperoptic and so on and the fact that we're now even talking about rolling out 10 gigabit per second is to me very very exciting don't need it yes but no but would like it and that's why i'm excited but does but does sound a bit like yes so i see it going two ways it's possible for them to offer 10 gigabits per second now because those connections would technically be able to hit it um but like the existing ratio so if you so the 2.48 gigabits per second down means that if two people were maxing out their one gigabit line then you wouldn't be getting anywhere near that speed um although there's probably it's probably more nuanced than that to be fair because you know the way the things work um but yeah if someone was going to sell you a 10 gigabits per second line you'd never be able to test it anyway because virtually nothing can run at that speed i may have made this up but i vaguely remember we talked about virgin doing a two gigabit service a while ago you know i honestly can't remember you might be right it rings a bell it's not something we know i i I do also remember 
Uh, I mean, a lot of this stuff gets tested out in Hull, which actually might even be where City Fiber does a lot of stuff. Um, there's some, there's someone else um, doing two gigabits uh, in in Hull. I've just Googled it actually, and in fact, there is a story from 2021 about Virgin doing two gigabits. So I was right, uh, but there are some others as well, including Connexin. Not heard of them. Um, mm. I have a two feeling... gigabits makes more sense. To be fair, it does, doesn't because it? Because there are a lot more um, computers that have two point five gig ethernet which i mean obviously none of this really matters because most people are not using the full amount of their bandwidth anyway they you know it's for houses who have lots of people using it they could all use a decent amount of speed at the same time so you know that blah 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 but yes having two and a half two gig makes probably more sense because it's not theoretically at the limit of probably 98 percent of consumer devices which can't go that quick mm. um i re- vaguely remember having a conversation with the gigaclear people who installed my fiber here and they said something like the line can technically support like three or four gigabit per second. Um, right. Like they only sell one well, gigabit. Well, according but... to this, 2.48 gigabits per second and 1.24 up, which if you think about it would make about 3.6, no, 3.7 in total. Mm. So that makes sense what you just said is what I'm saying. The um, The other reason I thought this was important to talk about is because one gigabit per second um internet coming in is something that people will have had the physical hardware as in wires not wireless routers to utilize pretty much to the max um for a couple of decades because the cat5 uh ethernet cables that have been around since like the turn of the millennium they support up to 10 as, as support up to one gigabit ethernet right yeah obviously Correct. the more more recent ones you know we've got cat six and seven and eight and they they go to the multi gigabit per second but the fact is once we breach the gigabit per second mark there's going to be a lot of people who will have a lot of old cables that will not be useful anymore and they're gonna to have to start upgrading i mean a lot. yes that well that's true in theory but it, uh, if you think about it logically it's probably not going to be a huge issue because again most people are not using the full speed anyway but they might have 10 devices in their house all downloading an update to Fortnite at one go or something um you know and that and that can really saturate a, a 350 or even probably a gigabit connection in theory so um yeah so i i can see some sense to it as long as you know the routers all have the option of supporting faster cables which mm. at the moment they don't so you'd have you have to have a new router i because there are almost no routers supporting over a gig um no i suppose not i was thinking C- about certainly not the sort of routers that isps send out i mean you can buy a, a decent home router and get 2.5 on it i'm sure but yeah uh, i yeah. get pretty decent uh on my i i've got a is it t a tp link i think no uh yep no linksys well i think they are uh, it's called a velop velop system oh yes that awful thing it's well it's pretty good if you have three of them which i have well i hated it when i tested it i absolutely despised it oh well i love it it works yeah. great it works great for oh, me fair enough but i, I don't I, know it didn't do that thing that i want to do that i've explained countless times on this I podcast know. why it was a problem but i know i know um when i buy ethernet cables i only buy a minimum of cat seven now 
nothing less than Cat 7 because they're almost as cheap make as your the own. others. No, I'm, Get what? a box. Make make your own. Really? It's really hard. Yeah, of course you can make your own. I've got all the stuff. Unfortunately, you've got to buy the right gear, right? Because the stuff that I've got, just I cannot reliably crimple six cables in together. Uh, and that means that if I'm lucky, I get a cable that supports 10 megabits per second. Um, which is completely unacceptable because you only need you only need two two connected to do ten megabit. Um, so it's the easiest one to accidentally hit. Andy in uh, live chat, Andy H says, "I tried to make my own. It's not worth it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's it, worth it for Ian either." Well, no, but then if you buy the right equipment, the the right you know cable crimping tools and all that kind of stuff, it's kind of okay. But also, you're getting to the point there where you'd be better off looking at a fibre solution. Yeah. This is what I was thinking about when I was wiring up Kate's office, because I made a promise to her that she didn't care about, which is, I'm going to wire your, <laughs> I'm going to wire your network, so, not a euphemism, so that um, you have zero packet loss. And I, and I stuck to that promise, and she has zero, and- zero <laughs> packet loss. But she didn't care at all. She'd have cared if there was significant packet loss when she was live streaming. That's true. It would have been very apparent when she was live streaming that there was packet loss. Yes. And to this day, zero packet loss. What, can you can you confirm no packets have been lost? Uh, well, they, they all arrived present and correct, so clearly. Can, can you imagine what would happen if when we die, we discover that actually God is the packets and that we were... We, um, we are the loss. Every packet... Well, no, but every packet we lost was considered a murder and our souls were judged for it. I thought you... That would be quite, that'd be quite the thing to happen, wouldn't it? I thought you were going to jump into something like Hawking radiation from when a, a black hole... No, no, um, nothing so highbrow. It's just a stupid thought on what might happen at the end of uh, oh. our lives. And, and is it is it the way that we treat data packets that ultimately determines what happens to our souls i mean einstein said energy is <laughs> never lost you know it just changes forms so in, a se- in that sense there is no packet loss there is only so those pa- well those packets are lost and their 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 uh, energy is converted to the screams of dying packets yeah yeah you can hear them if you listen carefully i mean you don't need a lot of <laughs> you don't need a lot of packet to power a country you know look at the amount of Hang on, are we talking about nuclear fission now? And we've we've heard, haven't we? This I is, don't know what's going this on. This is exciting, though. Uh, gigabit per second internet. It's coming. It's coming, Britain. I, I did want to uh, give you the opportunity to talk about Ofcom um, and their results on the text-to-switch service. You know I want to. Um, I know you do, because um, it's published those results, and apparently 4.1 million mobile switches were made in the first 12 months of the improved service. Uh, now, you've experienced it recently, haven't you? And the tone of your text made it sound like it was Type 3 fun. Uh Type three fun, is yes. The, type three fun is that the worst? Is that the kind of fun that you have when you eat something bad and sit on the toilet for two hours? Yeah, that would be right. Yes, the, there are three types of fun. Type one fun is good when it's happening, right? So that's fun. Okay. Type two fun is something that's awful when it's happening, but then later is fun because i don't know either it makes an interesting anecdote or you realize actually although it wasn't fun at the time it brought you closer to somebody or you know that kind of thing and type 3 fun isn't fun at all it's it's not fun and are these all like unicode compliant classifications i mean i think so 
I mean, not Unicode, obviously, but I, I think it's generally accepted that's the sort of fun that people have. Right. What would this podcast count as? Type 1? Type 1 fun, mate, all the way. All the way, isn't it? Okay, well, I'm very excited. I mean, look how close to the edge of my seat I'm sitting. Um, I would say it is type. Uh, it was type 3 fun. I moved my mum from Vodafone to EE, and the text switching service should have been as simple as send the text, get the pack code. Uh, but it wasn't because Vodafone wanted a PIN number for an account set up many, many, many years ago. Yes. Just just a just a PIN, just a, not a PIN just, number. Uh, no, it wanted a PIN number. A, yes. But, no, no, not a PIN number, a PIN. Oh, I see. Of course, yes. Yeah, P-I-N, yeah, number. Yeah, it wanted a personal identification number number. Very good. Remember to look up facetious in that dictionary later. <laughs> <laughs> PIN number. Yes. Good callback, Nate. Good callback. I like it. Thank you. Uh, it was... A pin requested, yes, and she didn't have it, and I didn't have it, and I didn't have her phone. <laughs> so I ended up calling up uh, Vodafone, because it turns out it was in my name, and managing to manually extract the required pack code from the company, uh, and then ordered the SIM card from EE. And then I had what I can only describe as type 5 fun, which is <laughs> convincing my mother that the only thing she needed to do in order to switch networks was take the SIM card out of the packet that it comes in in the post and put it in her phone. And right. that um, that required, I reckon, five total conversations between first and it being done. And at least <laughs> okay. two of those were me reminding her that she needed to do it. And another two of those were probably her saying, I'm going to get someone to help me at school. Oh, they're off sick. I'll get someone to help me on, on my road. Oh, I didn't. They're away. Uh, <laughs> I FaceTimed her this morning because there was one day remaining before the contract wouldn't be cancelled <laughs> and the puck would expire. And I got her to put the SIM in the phone and then she, I got a resounding, oh, is that it? And I said, yes, yes that is it. She said, well, I could have done that. And I wanted to say a, a swear word, but but I, I didn't because <laughs> I'm not my brother. But... Uh, I instead just uh, moved on. So we've we've achieved it. But the thing is, generally speaking, this process is so much better than it used to be. Because in a, in a perfect world, the a person would have sent the text, known their PIN, confirmed that it was them, got the pack, put it on the form to buy a new SIM, got the SIM, put the SIM in, job done. That is all it should yeah. all it should be. And it looks like people are taking advantage of that. According to these figures, yeah, right? Quite a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one four point one million mobile switches in twelve months. That's a lot. It is a lot, isn't it? People getting a better deal before inflation, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, whatever the reason. I mean, people switch all the time, don't they? It's uh, part of getting a good deal. That's oh, a hobby for some people, isn't it? Used to be for us back in the Quidco days. It did well. I mean, the Quid Quidco still exists. I still use it. I don't make as much money out of it as I used to, but I've still made a thousand quid over the years. That's not bad. It's not bad, is it? It's not to be sneezed at, is it? Um, no. Uh, but what, do you remember when we used to sort of? Well, I say, do you remember when I used to do B broadband switching? Like, if it was pure luck, because it would be like I would move house. Yeah, um, I used and to, I'd sign up for another, and you'd get like forty quid. Yeah, and you taught me, and I did the same thing for about th- yeah. for about three years. Yeah, I had B in three different places. Well, two of them. Yeah, it was brilliant, including yours when we lived together, but. I wonder why B went out of business. <laughs> Begins, uh, yeah. Um, they were such a good broadband company. It's really a big shame. 
Yeah. They were around the same time as Bulldog, wasn't it? Bulldog Internet was a big thing for a while. But was it? Vaguely, yeah, and um, there was another one that did low-latency gaming. Blue Yonder, I think. That was... Um, Blue Yonder was just Telewest. Oh, was it? Which is now Virgin. Oh. Well, they, Along with NTL. They... Um, they they were they were they were pretty good. I used to um, when I played Team Fortress Classic back at home when I was about sixteen. Um, uh, any of the dedicated servers hosted by Blue Blue Yonder were always had the lowest latency, which meant the best results for a sniper such as I, as I was in that game. It's good times. Um, B was bought by Sky, you know. Oh, B Sky B B. <laughs> well, kind of, I guess. Because that's, no, well, that's that not name... called B Sky B anymore. No, but it was, wasn't it? Because he bought a company. Well, it was then. B, yeah, with B's in the name. B Sky Broadband. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that kind of works. Hmm. Well, uh, that's exhausted everything we had to say on that topic. Uh, if you'd like to, add... one hundred eighty million quid. Huh. Yes, please. That was what they paid for it. Oh, Sky bought BSB. Captain Crumman says so. The Sky then yes. turned into Sky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was part of the deal. British Sky Broadcasting. What a waste of everyone's time. Mm. And now it's just called Sky because it's owned by Comcast. Mm. And delivered over a cable for the most part. Often, yeah. Well, yeah, often. Ah, oh, the square reel. I, people won't remember this for our, you know, our younger listeners, if we have any younger listeners. Do we have any younger listeners? Um, I think we're all past the point of no return when it comes to optimism for the future, so... <laughs> the square reel was a square aerial didn't have a an lmb sticking out the front it was oh. brilliant it was uh it was a really revolutionary system and it was really quite good but of course it was also more expensive and the and bsb had fewer channels and sky came along and uh you know snapped them all up my favorite game you just reminded me of one of my favorite games when i lived in rotherham which was when they started rolling out cable um i used to like walking down streets and looking at whether uh, an individual house had an old analog sky um, receiver, one of the newer digital ones, or if neither, whether they had the cable box, which are always um, on the outside of the property. You know, I used to... um, I never had a girlfriend at that age, by the way. No, 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 no. And I used to do a similar thing that that I found great fun. It's that every time I walked past the satellite dish, I would look at where it was pointing and I'd go, that's where South Africa is over there because... That's where the satellite was. Oh. Again, like you. Yeah, you were single. Uh, women you? were not interested. No. It's amazing. Somehow. You know, it is, isn't it? It's, it's incredible because I remember when um, there were companies that were starting to roll out 0800 uh, internet access. And there was this one company, I can't remember what they were called, but they would, every now and again, they do an evening between like 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. where you got 0800 access to their internet. So you could dial in for free internet for two hours, mm. which was just the holy grail when you're a 15-year-old at home. Yeah. And um, and But you would never tell a girl that what were you doing that evening? I'm going on the internet. Because that was just <clears throat> an absolute... That put the lid on any kind of um, romantic... Holding hands. Ho- yeah, exactly. Um, it was, um, you know, you would say that you were you were going home and you were going to play the drums which to be fair actually for me was often true but you know you, you i mean that is cool you see you don't you you had something that at least you could say oh, i'm a drummer you know i wasn't in a band or a drummer and i didn't have any musical talent all i knew was where south africa was something that anyone could have known with just access to a compass oh, we'd have been a real tour de force wouldn't we you and me together 
you know, you knowing where South Africa Africa is, me being able to play the drums, (laughs) both of us knowing about digital satellite dishes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I wrote my dissertation on uh, MPEG-2. So, I mean, come on, ladies. How was that not a massive attraction point? And what are we, if not all, motion picture expert groups? Shall we move on? We probably should. Um, If you like to reminisce about your favourite way to not enjoy the fruits of your youth uh, with... um, trying to be polite about this but i'm basically just talking about making out when you're in secondary school but you know what i mean uh if you've got a good reason for being single like ian and i were then uh, <laughs> do let us know um hello at uktechshow.com here comes interstitial eight i want to say thank you oh okay you're welcome well let, let's see if i get it out first thank you to our patrons um oh i i wanted to thank them because they support us people like yeah, they do rich and russ and mike and everyone else who's listening live uh, to us now and and the many many others out there thank you and thank you to people who leave us reviews on apple podcasts because that is the best way you can support us uh, that doesn't cost you a penny um and if you're one of the people who gets our extended show which you can get at uktechshow.com no, the other one, patreon.com forward slash UK tech. Uh, we're going to talk about folding phones. I'll tell you who I'm glad to hear the voice of on any day. It's my Eurovision partner in crime that isn't my wife, um, Tom Merritt. Do they show it in the States? Is that because I saw that Tom was watching it? Tom, like, is it available on like Comcast or something? I don't know how he watches it, but I know he watches it every year, and we obviously huh. uh, usually exchange tweets about our favourite acts. Um, last night, Finland, as John says in chat, were robbed, and I quite agree. Finland should have won. I didn't watch it, but um, did something productive instead, and by that I mean laid in bed and watched TV. Yeah, well, it's, I mean to be fair, pretty similar. Uh, but anyway. I'm watching The Vault on Apple TV Plus. It's great. Ooh. Well, hold that view. Here's Tom Merritt to tell us what's been happening in the wider world of tech this week. This week on Daily Tech News Show, something awful leads the imager download caper to save our imager history. Amazon wants to sell you t-shirts while you're in VR. Anthropic offers constitutions for AI and also lets its AI read The Great Gatsby. It took it 22 seconds. Scott Johnson gives us an expert view on the new Asus ROG ally. And Twitter's got a new CEO. We'll explain who she is, where she came from, and what she's likely to do. Maybe we'll take bets on how long she'll last. All that and more at DailyTechNewsShow.com. The, uh... Twitter CEO job is not as cursed as the Yahoo CEO job, which um, <laughs> was for a long time the, the 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 curse of the tech industry in the C-suite. Anyway, thank you, Tom. If you, that is you, the listener, would uh, like to hear our extended show, we just had a fab debate about uh, the pros and cons of folding phones and related technologies. So that's out at uktexture.com forward slash nothing just go there and click the patreon button that will take you <laughs> to patreon.com forward slash uk tech i styled that out didn't i <laughs> you did very well yeah it was really impressive yeah i'm pretty good at styling things out yeah um almost as good as um just cruising while i find the outro music on this little soundboard uh thanks for listening everyone ian take it away uh thanks very much 
I mean, that was certainly a show, wasn't it? Marvelous. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 